Welcome to State of the Nonprofits and MSS podcast. I'm your host, Executive Director of MSS Autumn Vest, and it's award season in the Permian Basin. Nominations are now open for the 2023 Beacon Awards, and here to share the details with us is Lori Johnson, Executive Director of the Nonprofit Management Center of the Permian Basin. Welcome, Lori. Thank you, Adam. I'm glad to be here. Super glad to have you. Glad to, uh, you know, your name is a name that we hear a lot in these podcast episodes. Thank you. I appreciate being here. Absolutely. So before we dive in, for our visually impaired audience with the Recording Library of West Texas listeners, we like to give a brief description of ourselves as they listen so it's not these voices off in the clouds. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, I'm Autumn and I am five foot two, short brown hair, brown eyes, and green glasses. Today I'm wearing this super fun summer sundress and a sweater because it's cold in here. So <laughs> Lori, would you give us a brief description? Yes, I'm five foot seven. I have strawberry blonde hair, uh, blue eyes. And today I am wearing bright orange. I look like a traffic cone. Oh my gosh, you do not. I blend into the, the Permian Basin landscape. <laughs> well, we, we don't have... Um, cone fatigue with you, just yeah. with the actual yes. cones. <laughs> so uh, nominations, like I said, are open for seven Beacon Award ca- categories. Before we dig into those particulars, Lori, let's talk a bit about the awards themselves. Why does the Nonprofit Management Center host the awards? What's the reason behind them? And how long have you guys been doing this? The purpose behind the awards is to recognize excellence in the nonprofit community. If we're not going to celebrate the successes of our other people that we serve and the people that do such great work in the communities, who's going to do it? So the purpose of it is to really recognize excellence. We began the, the awards program in 2009. So we've been doing it for several years now. Yeah. Well, this is exciting. So how do the nominations work? Who needs to be submitting nominations to you? Anyone can submit a nomination. Okay. You don't have to be necessarily a part of the nonprofit. You don't have to be a staff member of the nonprofit. We also get questions about can a nonprofit nominate themselves? Definitely. Anyone can nominate. Is somebody who has recognized the work that's being done by the nonprofit and really wants to showcase them. Mm-hmm in some way, shape, or form. Sometimes they're going to be wanting to uh, recognize a volunteer. Sometimes it could be a staff member. It could be a program. If you see somebody doing something good in the community, then nominate them. Yeah, you could be completely disconnected from what's actually happening, but seeing it as a community member and you want to celebrate that, you could be a volunteer, a board member, a staff member, and those nominations are welcome. There's a couple categories that are uh, countywide, and they're not for one individual organization. It's for the body of work that that individual's done. And that's a great place for someone in the community to say, gee, here's this individual that I see everywhere doing such great things. Love that. And I, I love the idea that we have to take the time to recognize our own excellence um, and tell the story of nonprofits. I think not our own individual excellence, but the excellence of our sector and the work that we're doing. Um, it's so critical. And I want to point out that these awards are not based on fundraising alone. And that's oftentimes where we say, oh, this individual or this non- nonprofit or this group did such great work because they raised a million dollars at their fundraiser. Right. That's not the purpose of this award. There is an award. The Association of Fundraising Professionals has their philanthropy awards. Our awards are to recognize 
the organizations and the people, not just for the money they raise. Absolutely. So there are seven award categories, excellence in governing board leadership, program excellence, excellence in organizational leadership, excellence in communications, excellence in collaboration, the Judge Pat Baskin Family Volunteer of the Year Award for Midland County, and the W.D. Noel Volunteer of the Year Award for Ector County. Both of these include an adult and a youth category. Let's kind of break down a couple of these, starting with excellence in governing board leadership. What would predicate a nomination in that category? That's going to be your board president, somebody on your board. It doesn't have to be the board president, but somebody on your board who has really gotten engaged and really dedicated themselves to the, to the mission of the organization and made an impact on that organization. So how about program excellence? What are some examples of past winners in that arena? They kind of run the gamut. Yeah. Uh, aphasia Center, which is was a very unique program, and they were the very first recipient in 2009. They were relatively young. Uh, the Junior League of Midland for their Suits for Skills program, which has been going on for a number of years. It can be any program. I think there's a misconception that it ha- people think that it has to be the newest program in town. Yeah. Oh. That's good to hear. It does not have to be the newest program town. It could be something that you've been doing for a number of years. Recording Library of West Texas. They have outstanding programming. They've grown their programming. They've increased the impact of their programming. That's a great story. Yeah. It doesn't mean it has to be the newest thing on the block. So I always encourage people, think about what you're doing. Think about what you've done. It's, not the, it's also not the most expensive program you've ever done. Yeah. It's what the impact is. And so don't just get in a mindset that, oh, we don't have anything new. We're doing the same programs we did last year. We may be doing them differently. Our impact may be different. Um, and, And the environment may have changed. I have to ask about excellence and collaboration because, you know, that's just one of, of our favorite categories here at MSS. We love collaboration. So who should be nominating for collaborative efforts? Your organization mm-hmm. or other organizations you work with. Um, it does not have to be a huge thing. It can be a small thing. In fact, I remember one year, in fact, I think it was the very first year um, that we did that award. It was uh, Keep Midland Beautiful. And Midland County Library. Mm. It was a program that was for the summer. And they worked together to put to get to put that program on. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a young lady that they brought in as an intern to work on that program. And that was that was the the collaboration. It could also be something long term. One year we had reinvent choose to succeed, which is a, a program with a number of agencies that uh, came into MISD, mm-hmm. and it still continues. So it could be something long term. It could be something short term. But how are you working together? Yeah, and how are you making an impact, no matter what your tenure is? Right. So what made NMC identify this as one of those key areas for awards? When we were, uh, every year we evaluate the awards and we look at, are they still the appropriate awards? Are they still relevant? And we really felt that um, starting in 2018, that we really needed to really focus something on collaboration because we were starting to see more collaborative efforts. Mm -hmm. I would love to see a collaborative effort that, that is a representative of multiple communities. I think that would be great. Now, there is a, an, a reward attached to these awards. Is that right? 
I wouldn't call it a reward. What do you want to call it? I'd call it a, an award. Okay, an award. Let's let me yeah. rephrase it. Now there's there's a little bit extra attached to these awards. So you get a beautiful piece of crystal, if I remember right, and then something more. What is that, Lori? Yes, you get the recipient gets a beautiful piece of crystal that is custom designed for the Beacon Awards, and then the organization that has nominated the individual receiving the award uh, receives a thousand dollar cash gift. Uh, it's unrestricted, can be used however they want. And I should point out that you can nominate in more than one category and you could possibly receive an award in more than one category in one year. Is there um, a gift given to every, attached to every single award that's given, including the volunteers? Is it only specific to the program, organizational awards? How does that work? The $1,000 is for every award category, okay. with the exception of Outstanding Generations Graduate. Okay. Uh, Outstanding Generations Graduate is chosen by the committee, and it is for all the work that they've done over the years. Mm -hmm. And so there's not, it's not tied to one individual organization. Right. The other one that, that does receive an award, but it's a little different, and that's going to be collaboration. Mm -hmm. Because if you've got two people collaborating, it's going to go to that program. It doesn't go to those... It's not split between those two individual organizations. Right. So those monies are not going just to the single nominator. So what happens in the event of something like the Keep Midland Beautiful and Midland County Library, where the collaboration was term limited and had ended? What happens? Is there no award given or? No, there's an award given. And we did uh, give $1,000 to to the total project. Okay. The, the program was no longer around. Both of the entities decided that they wanted to take their $500. We would have done 500 each. Mm -hmm. uh, but they wanted to take their $500, and then they went together and bought a table so they could all come to the event. So that is their choice. Let me ask you one more quick question that I had about the Volunteer of the Year Awards. Um, now, you've got both the Adult and Youth Leadership Awards. Why are those in particular? Why do you want to recognize Pacific and Ector and Midland County, both the adult and the youth? Both of those awards have been around for a number of years. And the, the entities that were doing those awards were no longer doing them. So when we, when we started doing the awards, we approached those families to see if they wanted to continue those awards, and that's when we took them over. But I also want to point out that just because those two are county-specific, the rest of these awards are not county-specific. We want to see nominations coming in from all the areas because we are the Permian Basin, and we are the nonprofit management center of the Permian Basin. That's a really good point. If you're not sure about if you fall in the service area for nonprofit management center, go on the website. I'll have that information in our show notes as well. And there's more about what all these categories are. But before we get too far into that, nominations in all seven categories are due on Friday, June the 16th at 5 p.m. So once that window closes, Lori, what's that process behind kind of behind the scenes? OK, what we will have is a judging panel for each one of those awards. The individuals only serve on one judging panel. And we try to be very representative of both Midland and Odessa. Um, and try to have those panels as evenly split as we can. They receive the applications. They judge independently. They return their, their score sheets, and we compile those uh, score sheets. If there's things where we have a tie or a question or just a, a small difference, we may get those judging panels together. 
You're also accepting names for an award that's directly related to NMC programs, something you mentioned just a few minutes ago. So tell me a, a bit again about the Outstanding Generations Graduate Award and kind of the Generations program. The Generations program is geared toward community volunteers that are interested in learning how to be a good board member and serving on board. So they commit to serve on a board after they complete the eight-session course. Um, and then they go on and they work in their communities. And we we help place them on boards. What we do with the Outstanding Generations graduate is we look at those people that have gone through the program and what are the impacts they're making in the community. And so we look at the whole body of the things they're doing in the community. Absolutely. So once all the winners are selected, you host a celebration. When and where is that going to be this year? This year's Beacon Awards Luncheon will be September the 26th, 1130 at the Odessa Marriott. Perfect. And how or when are we going to learn about ticket and table opportunities? We will be sending out information about table opportunities shortly. Invitations will go out middle of August. Way to put you on the spot, huh, Lori? (laughs) So just mark your calendars for now. Be ready for that date in September. Again, it is September the 26th. There we go. Thank you so much, Lori. Any last thoughts, comments about Beacon Awards you'd like people to know? You have some time to nominate. The nomination form is not long. I believe the largest field is 15 characters. But don't wait till the last minute because there's a place to add some endorsements. And you want to get those endorsements if you can. But it all is done online. You can go to www.nmc-pb.org, click on Beacon, and you can go directly to the form and get those Go ahead and get those turned in. Well, and let's look at the calendar. It is May the 9th. So if you want to get those endorsements, Lori's right. Get started now. Friday, June the 16th at 5 p.m. is the deadline for those nominations. Correct. Also, be sure to check out today's show notes for direct links to NMC website where you can find more information there about the Beacon Awards and the nomination forms. We'll have that direct link. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm excited for Beacon Awards to find out who all these fabulous programs are in our community and all the people that are making them happen. Thank you for tuning in today. Subscribe on your favorite podcast outlet so you never miss an episode. As always, we're grateful to the Recording Library of West Texas for the partnership that makes State of the Nonprofits possible.